Levac and Gaz, well, like it's kind of like Levac dash comma Gaz. Like you're in studio, I'm in my office over at the uh, the Firebirds at the MVP Arena because uh, I just couldn't get out today. It's it's the first time we threatened this might happen. The first time it's happened. Hopefully everything goes well. Sounds all right. Hopefully, uh, you know, Dwayne Hollis and Darius Prince don't run in here with like their shirts off being crazy. You never know. You never know what's going to happen, guys. But uh, thanks for uh, being accommodating. No, it's okay. It's 2024. You are the team president of the Albany Firebirds. So throughout probably the spring, we're going to have shows like this where you're not going to be joining us live from the GT Toys studio, Toys with a Z, and you're going to be on location, on remote, on assignment. But we appreciate you still joining us, Levac. The El Presidente is not too busy for Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. Never, never. As long as the checks start clearing, that'll be fine. Um, I, I need like guys can kind of see my office right now. It's completely whitewashed. Like they went through and they painted it all white. And it's like, I've got like furniture from like the 1970s. Um, it's, it looks like all I need is a casting couch to be as creepy as humanly possible Gosh. right now. It's bad. It's really like if, if it was any creepier in here, uh, Aaron Rodgers would be calling me out on the Pat McAfee show. That's, that's how, that's how creepy this office is right now. <laughs> What, dude, what a crazy, like, okay, I am all about war of words. I'm all about witty banter. I'm all about going after each other. Like, but this Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers thing, Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers, like the best, it was funny to me at one point because obviously Jimmy Kimmel is very pro-vaccine. Aaron Rodgers is very, very not vaccine. And like the one line that got me from the rip was like, Kimmel goes, hey, if you want advice from a former man show host, ask me instead of Joe Rogan, like, w- which I thought, I, like, you forget that they both used to host the man show. But, like, this this new turn, guys, I, I dare I say, too far. Too far, man. Rogers, I mean, if you want to you paint this picture for everybody, I'd love to hear your spin on it. I was so happy. I wish people could have seen me. And believe it or not, I do look at the show run once in a while. When I saw that Levesque <laughs> suggested this should be the opening, the A block, the lead topic today, I did a little dance here in the iHeartMedia parking lot, seen it, because I have so many takes on this. And New York Sports in this has so many effects that you might not even realize. So f- first, let's go back, though, because you had a reference there that let's both feel old all of a sudden that there might be people who listen to our show who have no idea what you just mentioned there involving the man show. So let's just, let's just clear that up, especially in the world that is now 2024. For those who don't know that reference, explain a little bit of the past uh, of Jimmy Kimmel's hosting there. So at, at one point, one of the funniest shows on television was the man show. It was uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla. And it was, it was a man show. It was hot chicks jumping on trampolines. Um, it was, I can't remember the, the gentleman's name, rest in peace. He um, he would play like beer hall music and could chug a beer in like twenty seconds, um, you know ziggy zaggy ziggy zaggy oi 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 and they would chug. It was like and like the um, um, I want to say Andy Milanakis was that that was like his debut. He was the man show boy who he would just go say terrible things to people in public and you couldn't. What are you gonna do? It's a boy. It's a little kid. You know, honestly, it's not a little kid, but he just looks like it. It was it was a very over the top, very dude humor driven show and it was really good so it's funny to see jimmy kimmel be so woke now after that show but um once corolla and kimmel left the show joe rogan and doug stanhope posted it for a little while and it was worse like it was if you thought 
you know, well-endowed females on trampolines was too far. Stanhope and Rogan took it to another another low. But it was like, but it was still, it was like, it was just unapologetically dude humor. That's what it was all about. And that's the 1990s, the early 2000s. We here in 2024 know that a lot of things you did in the 90s and 2000s don't work, especially in our medium, which is radio. Look at what's happened in the world of radio from the 90s and the 2000s till that. And I bring up radio because there is a part of me, and I don't know if you feel the same way, Levac, that when there are people who start their career in radio as radio guys, I find myself rooting for them. Like Jimmy Kimmel started in radio in Las Vegas, Ryan Seacrest, Dick Clark. Like you can run through the people who have radio starts. And I'm like, oh yeah, like I like that. Okay. Nick Wright, we mentioned him yesterday. Colin Cowherd, a little mix, but uh, that, the Jimmy Kimmel thing and the Aaron Rodgers thing. Yeah. What I'm getting at is that he would have gotten canceled, right? Like we all get that. You can't run the man show in 2024 anymore because every single day they would have got canceled. This is where. I find this so fascinating. And for the second consecutive show in 2024, I bring up agents and the people behind the scenes and people who are the real power. Because think about Jimmy Kimmel. You just yeah. gave a great example of what this guy used to do. And right. from there, he went from the late night host on ABC, which was a hard spot to develop because NBC and CBS had their heavy hitters there. But they decided to roll with Kimmel. They said he's going to be the guy. And then throughout this, he didn't get canceled for the pass that he had. And then in his most recent contract, he pulled off Johnny Carson like move. He gets the summers off. So Jimmy Kimmel went from not getting canceled to getting the summers off on ABC. What a gig. So whoever is riding Jimmy Kimmel, whoever's the guy, by the way, he hosts everything, Academy Awards, right. Oscars, whatever you want to call everything. So Jimmy Kimmel's team, I'm going to call it, has made this dude a star. And now someone's coming at him. And Aaron Rodgers, who has become a star on the McAfee show and in his own right. We got two heavyweights throwing. Now, what does the big old four-letter network do? Because they've got well, their prize guy in McAfee and they got their prize guy in Kimmel. They got prize fighters in the ring here, Levac. This is going to have an impact not just on the entertainment world, but the sports world. Like, do you tell Rodgers to knock it off? Do you get mad at McAfee? You have to. Do you get mad at the well, Jets? There's so much here. We haven't even said it yet. Aaron Rodgers, very, I mean, I veiled to a degree, but like lightly veiled, accused Jimmy Kimmel of being part of the Jeffrey Epstein flight lock. Like he said on Pat McAfee, they were talking about all this stuff and, and Kimmel's come after Aaron Rodgers a million times. But like he said, there are a lot of people who, unquote, a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't come out. The flight log that will say everybody who flew to Epstein Island, everybody who's going to be, you know, associated with and very hard to try to hide that you were a pedophile. You abused women. If you were on that flight log, you're going to have you're, it's going to be a tough time for people to go, whoa, I didn't know what happened on that island. I didn't. I didn't. Well, you were on the plane six times. Like it, there's by saying what he said and then. Kimmel losing it, which I don't know the right way to reply to that, but tweeting out, um, dear, um, a, a hole, uh, <laughs> for the record, I've not met flown with visited or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any quote list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft brain wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. 
Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we will de debate this further in court. And, of course, he adds Aaron Rodgers. Like, your point is the one that I, I think is, like, if somebody who has to work behind the scenes on a lot of stuff, like, can you imagine being whoever it is at Disney who now has to field the complaints from ABC's top guy and ESPN's top guy? Like, there's between this, because Pat McAfee, by by having them, you know, the, the whack job that is Aaron Rodgers on the air is now associated with Im implying that Jimmy Kimmel was, was part of the Epstein thing. There's also something soft, and I don't care how you view Kimmel politically, something soft of, hey, I'm the wild, wacky radio guy, man show host. Oh, you, and every single day I'm going to get up there and tell jokes about politicians and people in entertainment. But when the moment someone t comes at me, I'm going to sue you. Like, come on, man. And I, I look, the Epstein thing is obviously career. It's altering. another I'm level. Not under, yeah. I'm not going to underplay level. that. But the idea that someone who comes up and makes fun of people and rips people and everything else, like, oh, I'm going to sue you. Like, I'm in the tweet, like, you're going to sound like a tough guy of the tweet. You're going to sue him. So, yeah, this is a huge thing because Kimmel and Rogers and the impact and everything else. And there is a sports element to this, too. And I think it does involve JetFan because JetFan, if you're yeah. listening to us, whether it's on the podcast side or live on Fox Sports 95, 9 to 980, if you are listening, are you at a point now where like you hear Levac and I talking about Aaron Rodgers and you're just defending Rodgers? And now this is the point where you're like, think about this. Will you defend Aaron Rodgers over anything? The man is talking about Jeffrey Epstein in an island and going at Jimmy Kimmel. And if you're still defending Rodgers, this is except like, this man can do no wrong in Jet fans' eyes. Like, I don't know what it would take for certain Jet fans. I don't know if the percentage is the same as it was six months ago, but Rodgers is really tempting me. Please support me as a Jet fan, and I will do whatever you guys want. And I'm saying, back, like, I, I don't know what Jet fan would need to not be a fan of Rodgers, as simple as maybe wins and losses. Maybe it comes well, down to that in sports. Well, the, the, weird, the weird part about this, you know, for me, is it's almost like if you don't like – if you're if you're right and you don't like Kimmel, you're just gonna agree with Aaron Rodgers. If you're woke left and you don't like, you know, the anti-vaxxer that is Aaron Rodgers, you're gonna agree, you know, on the other side. So, like for Jets fans, there's probably two batches out there right now. There's a batch of fans that are just like, that's our quarterback. And you know what? Kimmel is a hypocrite. Bleep that guy. Why would I support him? And then there's probably another group of Jets fans out there going right now, like, I just like football. Like, this guy was supposed to come and win me a championship. I don't want to be involved in the Epstein, non-vax, or vax, or I don't want to be in any of that. Like, I don't I don't want to hear about ayahuasca. I don't want to hear about dark retreats. I, I really don't ever want, like, like, if my life is one of those section meal plates, I don't want the section that goes from, like, worldwide news of, uh, like, massive pedophile ring touching my Jets fandom. Like, that's why I don't want those coming together. So I bet you there's a large group of Jets fans right now who are just like, Aaron, we love you. We can't wait to see you play for us. Could you shut the bleep up? Could you please shut up? We would really appreciate it. That's it, man. But here's the problem. That statement right there, I don't think will ever come. I honestly don't. Like, Aaron Rodgers loves this. He might like this more than he loves football. He loves if, doing if, the hands. If Robert Solid and everybody starts getting questioned about this stuff, don't, don't the Jets have to look at Aaron Rodgers and go, look, you're, I love that you're making a million dollars. Good for you. Everything like that. You can't be on. You, you, have to, you have to pick a path. Do you want to be the Jets quarterback or do you want to be the media darling who's accusing 
nighttime hosts of being pedophiles? Which one do you want to be? Because you can't be both. 31 out of 32 NFL teams, I would agree with that take. However, so far, since he's signed with the Jets, traded to the Jets, all the things that he's done with the Jets, I have no piece of evidence at all that they've ever told Aaron Rodgers he can't do what he wants to do. Like, at this point, you know, like, he literally was on the 53-man roster when we knew he wasn't going to play. He's done these hits all season. I have no, and that's wild, because that doesn't exist on earth. Like, nobody's employer says, I'm not going to tell them what to do ever. No, 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 he's not Aaron Rodgers. Like, I have no evidence that they've ever told Aaron Rodgers, stop doing something. And if they actually did, I think Aaron Rodgers would throw a fit and stomp his feet and say, blah, 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 because this is it. Like, this is how it feels right now with Aaron Rodgers, and it feels like they're fatigued by it. Like, what if he does play next year and we remember this and they go five and 12, seven and nine or seven and 10, all yeah. that's next season, but that's almost what's saving him. Like he would not have almost. gotten away with this if he had played this season and they were seven and 10, like they would have already said, we're going to the draft. We're going to find somebody else. He well, gets it's saving everyone. Yeah. It's saving everyone. The dream of what we all saw come to fruition when he runs out of the tunnel with the American flag on his shoulder and what we thought that season would be. A lot of people had 10, 11, 12 wins, Super Bowl contender. Like that, that not happening is why everyone is still there. Nathaniel Hackett, I um I think what coordinators down, like under the coordinators, they might be in a little bit of trouble for some cosmetic changes. But like because we're waiting to see, oh, you know, I listen, I promised you I was gonna win you a Super Bowl. And we all went, okay, well, yeah, we let's go win us a Super Bowl. Because we're all waiting to see that, so we're letting all this go. But, like, didn't I think I want to say Ben Rothenberg got told he couldn't do a show in Pittsburgh? Like, there's it's, it's not it's not beyond possibility, it's not like it's never happened before. Like, it happens. Like, you you go too far, you embarrass the organization, or you or you put the organization in a place where they they have to spend more time answering your questions than other ones. I mean, right now, you're not winning, who cares? But, like, if you're Robert Sala, wouldn't you rather talk about like the Patriots matchup and look forward to the draft and we're going to re-sign this guy and we're going to make the big moves instead of, hey, did you hear what uh, Aaron Rodgers said? Like, if, if I'm Robert Sala, that might be where I actually put my foot down finally and go, listen, somebody's going to back me up here. I can't be answering Jeffrey Epstein questions during my, my press conference. It's very possible that could happen for Robert Sala for the first time, pushing back on Rodgers. What I feel like is going to happen here over the next 24 to 72 hours, I'm going to give you a prediction on this. The New York media and the national media, non-ESPN, is going to trash Rodgers. They're going to say this is unacceptable. This is not how a quarterback should act. You should be Team Kimmel. This needs to stop. ESPN needs to remove him. And here's the real motivator. It's not for the reasons Levac and I just told you about it, whether or not you're putting your franchise and your employer at risk and it's a harmful thing to accuse somebody of and the lawsuits. None of that. None of that's the true answer. I feel like the true answer is jealousy because the New York Post wants exclusive Roger quotes. The New York Daily News, uh, the NFL Network. We have to understand to the court, not you and I, although I've been accused of this sometimes this year with involving the McAfee show. There is at the root of this jealousy in the media. All these New York outlets want Aaron Rodgers quotes, and all the best ones come from his weekly hit on Pat McAfee. They want it to be over, so they get it back. The NFL Network, they I think it was Kay Adams. Kay Adams flat out said this last year. She's like, I can't stand it. She's like, what do you mean? She's like, I can't stand you get Aaron Rodgers because I have to quote your show because he's not coming on our show. So 
Don't be shocked if there is a national push and especially a regional push in New York of this needs to end because at the core is like, please, because it'll make our job easier. <laughs> These no good media types trying to stick it to another media type. I keep trying to think like, because, you know, we've I've, we've had stupid stuff said about us, especially me on, on Twitter or X or the hell it's called. Like, what is the appropriate response? Like, I know I know everybody wants to be like, you know, Jimmy Kimmel, hypocrite, and funny guy who says things. Now you want to say something. Now you want to throw out lawsuits. But like, there, it does feel, it does feel different. Like to do this one, like, like this isn't me calling you a bonehead for liking or disliking the vaccine. This isn't me, you know. This is, like, this is, you, you implied if not stated, Jimmy Kimmel's a pedophile. Like you, that's what you said. Like, I feel like I would have blown up too. I don't know. I feel like I would have blown up. Kimmel has a medium to do it though. Like Kimmel has a talk show to talk about topics. He might, he might come out and talk about it. At one of the shows this week, he's got platforms where he can do it. He decided to use X Twitter to offer up his take. Here's the difference. Like you and I, if we were to get into public feuds, I feel like you and I have over the last two years, you involved an athlete and me involving a certain <laughs> place. That you could have heard the show. We have mediums. Like we have a microphone. We have a show. We have digital. We have, so we could offer that up. So that's what I thought. I thought that's the way Kimmel would respond is do it on his own show. But he's decided maybe because it's taped. He reacted quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, right. That's right. You know what's going to be what's going to be really interesting because it's like there's again it's not it's as much as we'd like to make it Aaron Rodgers versus Jimmy Kimmel, the quarterback of the Jets versus like one of the top night late night guys. It's really their groups. Like it's the groups. It's the it's the anti-vax versus the vax. It's the you know, it's it's the it's everybody on the right who hates everybody on the left and is loving that it's the majority of the people so far that we have been implied to be a part of this list have been left guys, they've been woke people. So like, I, there's people are just are like are absolutely like jumping into this in different ways. I'm wondering what happens when Jimmy Kimmel's biggest ally comes back from his vacation, because you talk about Jimmy Kimmel and how he goes man show to you know very woke activists. There's another guy who did something pretty similar, and he's the king of all media, Howard Stern. <laughs> Howard Stern is not going to bite his tongue on this one. Howard Stern is going to go is going to go scorched earth on Aaron Rodgers because he loves Jimmy Kimmel. They vacation together. Like you want to talk about what a different world it is. The Man Show and the guy who started the Sibian like online craze um, are now like two of the most woke people in media, and they're our best friends, and they vacation together. I'm going to really put Jet fan, sports fan, and entertainment fan in a spin cycle here. All three of them are pretty similar. Like Kimmel, Stern, and Rodgers. You laid out the points of where they stand on certain political topics and how they offered up. But you could make somewhere in that, right, the old three circles. Somewhere in the middle is media personality who can be thin-skinned, who always feels like their opinion is more important than somebody else's and is very easily ready to share that opinion. Like there's there's similar qualities between all of them. And you mentioned the Kimmel and Stern thing of should have been canceled, didn't change the way in which they do it, maybe because of a necessity or longevity. And here we are. It is a feud, Levesque, that's not ending today. Like this is this is our first 2024 oh, no. feud. And I it has got some legs to it, man. This is gonna be talked about for this is far better than talking about his injury. Way juicier stuff here. Well, and the it is was it you who said, what's he going to do next? <laughs> now that we know he's not playing this year, I think 
Some, I know somebody said during the Jimmy, like, you know, he's not going to go away. What's he going to talk about now? Oh, I think we know that that list. It, it's it's one of those things that I both I both feel like I need to know and never wanted to know. Like I never wanted a list like that to exist. But that list is going to change media. It's, that list is going to change everything when it finally comes out, and it's supposed to be coming out in the next week or so. So get get ready, get ready. Some of your favorite people in media and sports are about about to be your least favorite people in media and sports. Is the way it looks, and I hope for I hope the hell for Jimmy Kimmel's sake he ain't on that list because. You, you talk about suing somebody because of defamation and everything else. If you're on that list, there's not a lot of, not, not a lot of lawsuits left for you, my friend. Uh, this is Levac Goss, Fox Sports Radio, 95.9, 980. And um, I'll tell you, this is one of the most difficult transitions I've ever had. Uh, something that I can't stand in um, what's happening in between Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel is something I absolutely love. My relationship with Mohawk Chevrolet. I love Mohawk Chevy right up there in Boston Spile, Exit 12 in the Northway. Beautiful dealership and an amazing selection of vehicles. Um, just saw like some of the guys have been promoted and moved around. It's like the end of 2023 going into 2024. Such a successful year at Mohawk Chevrolet. And they're doing that, that like everything they do, they help you when they, they succeed. Because the more successful Mohawk Chevrolet is, the more vehicles they get. The more vehicles they get, the more deals they can make. And then all of a sudden there's things like Car Bravo involved. And you're you've got this amazing selection, great people. I, I just I love what's going on at Mohawk Chevrolet. You would need to be part of the Mohawk Chevrolet family. It's going to change everything for you. I love my truck. Uh, everybody I know loves my truck. So <clears throat> you should feel the same way about your vehicle. Go to Mohawk Chevrolet today because at Mohawk Chevrolet, together let's drive. But they always go out of their way to please you. I am. Let's 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 pivot to like just over the top sports right now. As good as what's happening with the Knicks goes. Do they need to have a blowout victory to keep that good feeling going? That's next right here at Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 USX Pest Control. Yeah. I was going to say, are you going to do it or not? I didn't think you were going to do it for a change. Um, listen, such a difference it makes. Like, new year, new you. How about you make sure that you know exactly who and what lives in your house? Go to usxpest.com. Schedule that free inspection. For me, the non-chemical exclusion package is the coolest thing in the world. They come through, they seal up the whole house so nothing can get in. And that way you do it the safest possible way with no chemicals. Then they come through with the platinum package and they make sure that whatever is in there is out or whatever tries to get in and sneaks in through that great ironclad protection you're getting with the non-chemical exclusion package. They go ahead and take care of that too by visiting you uh, once a month and make sure everything's right. Now, maybe you're some of these people that garbage day changed a little bit because of the holidays and you're looking outside and you're seeing your recycling, you're seeing your trash and thinking, oh, this is overflowing a bit. Let me just put this over here. Nothing's going to get into this, right? And all of a sudden you start seeing holes in those certain boxes. Then it's time. USX Pass Control. Call them. Snow is allegedly coming this weekend. Now get it before all of a sudden the weather starts to change and more because your home will be safe. And Slovak and I know from experience as Platinum Package members, our homes are safe. Victor, Tim, Frank, Kristen, everybody, the team at USX Pesco sets up that game plan for your specific home to make sure it's safe going forward into 2024. Make it a part of your resolutions. If you want to lose weight, if you want to get a new job, you want to make more money, get safe. Make sure your home is safe. Mark it down. USX Pest Control is where it starts this year. Absolutely. And it starts with a free inspection. USXPest.com. Schedule that inspection today. All right. So. We had all this goodwill. We're feeling great about the New York Knickerbockers. Everything's cool. 
I have this downward spiral dark fan moment in my brain today as I'm looking at this game today. The Knicks are way better than the Bulls. The Knicks are a 9-4 home team. The Bulls are a 4-11 away team. The Knicks are a 9.5 point favorite. The Knicks just beat the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who have the best record in the West. What if they come out flat against the Bulls? Do we instantly look back at this trade and go, this trade sucks. Uh, uh, is in crap. None of this is right. We should have kept everybody. Like, is it is it that easy? Like, do they need to dominate a lesser Bulls team tonight for, for the good times to keep rolling? Uh, I wouldn't say dominate. I think they should be okay. Like, if they get out with a seven or an eight-point victory because of everything that's happened with the roster adjustments and more, that should be fine. Nine-and-a-half-point favorite at the Garden the Bulls team, yes, they still have DeMar DeRozan. I always wonder about where the Bulls and saying, man, you want to talk about a, a franchise with bad luck. I know they had Michael Jordan, okay? Like, that's too far back. I'm talking Derrick Rose and Lonzo Ball. Derrick Rose, Bulls are the top seed. They're going to be the stars of the future. Rose gets hurt. It's never the same player again. Lonzo Ball's career might be over because of all the issues he's had with his knee, and he's still not playing. Now, if one of those two guys is healthy, how different would we view this franchise? They're a below 500 team. They're not the team they thought was going to take the court in 2024. So if New York goes out tonight and wins by single digits, I don't think Nick fan will freak out. If New York wins by 15 or 16 to your expectation, this is what the Knicks roster is going for. Now, if Chicago runs up and down the floor, hitting threes every other position and they win this game outright, uh, you and I will be leading the show talking about that tomorrow because even though it's just game two post-trade, basically game two of 2024, which, by the way, you can hear tonight right here on Fox Sports 95.99. Our pregame coverage getting underway to 8. Tip off set for 8.30 in the Garden. Then we can have that discussion of, oh, boy. Like, do we know how to manage this roster in minutes and all the other stuff? And is the big guy down low a necessity for the next month? So small wins fine. Big wins expected, as you mentioned. Loss freak out is I think allowed early in the first week of the year. It's just, it's such a weird, like, obviously, you know, we're fans, we're short for fanatic and all that stuff. I think Mike Greenberg put it best one time when he's like, we're paid over reactors. Like I'm so into that Minnesota victory. Like <laughs> I'm nervous, man. Like I'm, I, there's no reason on God's green earth. I should be nervous about a bulls game when, you know, you mentioned all the people that are hurt, but you know, uh, Kobe White's a game time decision. Patrick Williams game time decision. Uh, Nikola Volkovich, he, Volkovich, he's a, he's out. Zach Levine out. Like it's just, all these guys. It's just a a team that is already not as good as you is banged up and not as good as even worse than you. Like I shouldn't be stressing this game. This is the definition of fandom. That when you stress a game that you're a nine and a half point favorite in, instead of just going, all right, well we're gonna win. Are we gonna cover? Like, is this my play of the day? Am I going to – tonight, do I – you know, at the last segment, do I go, oh, you know what, lay the nine and a half or over 220 with the Knicks? Like, no, because I'm I'm pooping my pants over here that they're going to come out and lay a stinker and all the good mode men and all the good juju they've got after this big trade with OG is going to go right out the window. Like, this is a team that this season, I think they've won back-to-back a handful of times. I think they've won three in a row only like once. They consistently win, lose, win, lose. And, and like, I'm – I just – I need – I need a big win tonight. Okay. Just for me personally, I just need a big win tonight. All right. For the fat G, I need OG to get us a win tonight. That's what I need. 
That's you want some good. valid? No, you want some validation. I get it. Like, yes. you want instant gratification. You found yourself more and more becoming a Gen Zer. Gen Zers love their instant gratification. They want their 10 second TikToks. They want to make sure the Bitcoin is rising in 2024. You are slowly becoming your daughter and becoming a Gen Zer. You want instant gratification after you've done something. And I think fellow Knicks fans are like that too. That this is the setup. Sir, of I am Gen team. X. How dare you? <laughs> but I'm in Gen Y, by the way. It went from Gen X to Gen Z and Millennial. Just there's no Gen Y. I hope. Anyways, that's a different they topic. They changed it a few times. It's a weird thing. Yeah. What are they now, by the way? What What was post Gen Z? I don't even know what the term um, is for post Gen Z. Jerks. Spoiled little jerks. So they're oh, New York. Think about this, Lubeck. It's probably maybe a handful of times since 2002, maybe. Where you enter January and think, okay, a Knicks roster is built to be a top four seed. Maybe the you know, 2010, 11, 12 with Carmelo, uh, pre-COVID with that team, the Julius Randle Hawks team that got bumped. I don't even think, thinking back to last year's team, it was in an odd spot because they weren't as aggressive as we had seen as past Knicks teams. But we now have the mix of aggressive with a trade, team in contention, and team with a new expectation. Those three things to describe the New York Knicks in 2024, it's been a while. Like, we've had aggressive, but not contending. We've had contending, but not aggressive. We've had <laughs> different ways to set up a Knicks roster. This is a unique way going into this, and I think it's a compliment to the franchise. Of It's January 3rd. They're playing the Chicago Bulls, and Knicks fans are invested in this thing. Like Knicks fans care about what's going to happen in this game. There have been times in January and February where the Knicks stunk so bad you could have lost this game by 15 and came back two nights later and won by 20 and you shrug your shoulders and think, all right, kind of even each other. There are no more even each other out games. And especially how tight that four through nine is in the East here in January where you can look at that and say, that is a player difference. That is a trade difference. That is a Chicago game in January difference of how the seeding could wrap up for this franchise. You know, it's it's just that you so you make the trade, and I, I admitted I didn't like the trade at first. I, well, I, I didn't understand the trade. I think is is the most honest statement to make. I didn't understand the trade. I watched it come to fruition in that Minnesota game. But even as it's coming to fruition, you're seeing the New York Post. You're seeing even me ask the question like, who else are we adding? Like, what else are we doing? So it's like, here's here's how I see this going tonight. Knicks win by ten, right? Everybody goes, all right, so you're beating the T-shirts to beat. Nice, good job. But where's where's the rest of my present? And if, God forbid, they lose tonight or they, or they squeak out a win, told you they needed more, told you it wasn't enough, it was a good move, wasn't the right move. Like the post is like, all right, it's time for Leon Rose's second act or whatever, for him to do what he was supposed to do all along. It's like, I just want to enjoy it. Can we just, be, can we just beat up on the Bulls? Can we just beat up on the Bulls? That's all I want. That's all I need. Beat up on the bull. I like. I feel like. I kind of feel like it's weird. Like, it's got to feel a little bit like you with Syracuse, where like you're seeing positive momentum at, at points, but you're not like 100 percent sure where they're going or what they're going to do. And then like, like, is it? It's is is that like a similar feeling? Like I know. I know you were diehard invested last night. How did you end up feeling last night? I felt so good for a half. I was so excited for a half of basketball. And we're like, you know what? Syracuse is playing pretty well. I know Duke has some good players. I'm looking around this roster and thinking, okay, like, hey, Filipowski, the big Polish guy down low. I'm like, all right, they got a big guy for Duke. But every year Duke's got a contender. Syracuse is in this game. 
Now, the bias of being a fan of that team forgot to realize that Duke didn't make a three-pointer in the first half, and Duke didn't have the Cameron crazies and all the things that people get excited about for Duke. I just conveniently left those off, if you listen to the game on our sister station, WGY. And then the second half started, and Duke started eight for eight from beyond the arc. And not eight, not even just eight for eight for threes. They weren't even hitting the rim. Just nothing but that. Like, if you go outside right now, if you've got one of those mini hoops maybe you got for Christmas, if you've got the old stand-up hoop out in the driveway, you would dream of hitting the shots Duke just hit in that second half against Syracuse. Pure. Nothing but net. Where's Coach Steve D'Agostino? He'll be coaching up the players telling, this is how you shoot it. The pride of the College of St. Rose. They got smoked in the second half. Syracuse, this team right now, is the most boring Syracuse team I've ever watched, ever. Now, they can change their boring ways, and sometimes boring wins, sometimes average wins, but there have been so many headlines around the Syracuse basketball team of the last, gosh, 25 years, whether it's a big-time recruit, whether it's Bayheim with his nonsense, whether they're shifting to the ACC to the Big East, whether it's Big East rivalries. Like, you could make some fun storylines about Syracuse basketball the last 25 years that became national storylines. Adrian Autry's the head coach. That's probably where the storylines end. Like, can he be as good as Bayheim? We all know the answer is no. Like, he's following a Hall of Famer. Can the local kid, J.J. Starling, be good? He's from Baldwinsville. would be like, uh, like, you know, Scotia Glenville's Joe Cremo playing for Albany. He's had okay games. Duke is still awesome. Duke gets players every single time. But Syracuse is so average and so boring right now. Yeah, so, is oh, I don't want to well, say this, yeah, but, but it feels true. Like, they're the opposite of the Knicks now. The Knicks are entertaining and good and intriguing and fun to watch. And Syracuse is not. But you were, what, you were 10-3 going to last night. You were 14.5-point underdogs. Not that you can bet on or against Syracuse in New York. You lost by 20. It sucks. I get it. But, like, where did you think this team would be this year? I guess is my question. Realistically, not crazy guys who jumps around squealing like a little stuck pig when, when they make the tournament. Like, like realistically, did you think they would start off 10-4? and four? Uh, No. I thought they'd be far worse. I thought they'd right. be far worse. I thought they'd lose to Colgate and Cornell. I thought Oregon or LSU. I thought they would be hovering around 500 right now. So, yes. You know what? That made me feel better. I thought they would be worse. They've right. lost all the teams that I thought they'd lose to, and they've beaten the teams that I thought they wouldn't beat. So, but but my expectation is still the tournament. Like maybe maybe that's what hurts here. And you know the Syracuse example is for anybody, whether like Levac's a Raiders fan and a Yankee fan. I'm a Buccaneer fan. It, no matter who you root for, here's where we all get spoiled as fans. When the expectation changes, we as fans expect that to be the new standard. Like Syracuse basketball had its greatest run in the history of the program from the late 2000s to the mid-2010s. Now, people are going to hear that. No, no, they won the championship with Mello in 03. Yeah, they did. But the best stretch of basketball is that late 2000s, early 2010s, when they had a bunch of Elite Eight runs. They got a Final Four run squeezed in there in 2013. So once you see that, you're like, oh, that'll be forever because it's college sports, and you're going to always bring in the four and five stars. They're so far away from that, Levac. Maybe I have been spoiled. And I don't know. Here's the scary part. I don't want to do this on a Wednesday in January, but I think I have to have this conversation with you. Should I start to wonder if that's ever going to happen again? Like, has the best already happened for I hope not. Right? <laughs> you're going to be good yeah, again, well, right? Tell me they're going to be good. I I think so. Obviously, as much as I love to tease Bayheim, he's a legend. He's He is a all-time great. You 
don't know how long it's going to take to replace an all-time great. However, it's the passion of the fan base usually leads to something working out eventually. Like, like I, as a Michigan Wolverines fan, I, I'm old enough to remember Bo Schembechler. I'm old enough to remember, you know, some of the other things that came through there. I remember the Rich Rod experience. I remember some other problems. Now I got Harbaugh. Harbaugh started out not great. He got it together. The passion usually will lead to somebody them it getting fixed, whether it be a booster buying out a bad contract to get a good one or uh, NIL money coming in now, which you can change things quickly. That's I guess that's the real question, guys. Can the Syracuse market come up with enough NIL money to compete with North Carolina? I would like Adam Weitzman to come back. If you don't know that name, that was that guy who would sit next to Bayheim on the bench and bring in the celebrities, and he's already said he's not doing that anymore. I feel like as if how the ending of the Bayheim tenure ended has made Weitzman feel bad about it. So uh, the number one NIL guy is not there. So to your question, is there a collective that's trying to help Syracuse bring in these prospects and hang on to them? And Coach Fran Brown's doing it on the football side? Yes. Uh Will they ever be as good as I hope they want to be? I hope so. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to say yes. I'm going to say I hope so. Because I, I think now talking this out with you, it's not even so much Syracuse and Michigan basketball and Michigan football. This is, I should be excited about this because I'm a fan of college sports. It's more about the future of college sports where right now, we brought this up last month, that the top 10 recruits in college football for the first time ever went to 10 different schools. Like if you've wanted parity, in college sports, which truly, especially college football, the hardest thing to see an upset in is college football because of rosters and recruiting and talent. And it's hard to see a massive upset in college football. College basketball last season, post-COVID, three years removed now, we had Miami, who used the NIL. We had San Diego State. We had UConn. And we had Florida Atlantic. A couple of years ago, we had St. Peter's in the Elite Eight. Maybe I just have to accept that parity is coming in college sports. When the college football playoff expands, we would have seen if it was this year, we would have seen Liberty in the college football playoff. We would have seen the Arizona Wildcats and Old Miss. Like schools were not used to being national championship contenders. Maybe that's the part I have to accept that parity is here to stay in college sports. Even though the NIL tells us about it, even though you've seen traditional powers 15, 20, 30 years. This actually is better for the sport. I want to be selfish, though. I want my team to be good. You want <laughs> yeah. your team to be good. I don't, this is all nice and wonderful, but what about the fan in me that wants Syracuse to go to the Final Four? So I think it's more about college sports than – that might have been the best pass I'd give Adrian Autry about not getting shooters recruited on this team. All right? I know the show airs on Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. I would like some more shooters, please, and a seven-foot big man. Um. Well, you better get that NIL money. I, I tell you, the, the, the best way to deal with all this, though, guys, is just to be a Michigan Wolverines fan right now. I didn't even know there was basketball until, uh, you know, until the Knicks trade. I guess it's, it's all about Monday, baby. It's all about Monday. Is Juwan Howard Monday. out there slapping players or coaches or yelling? Oh, I know he wasn't feeling well. And I know his son's in the NBA now, but. How, how dare you? How, you know what you need to do? You need to chill out, my friend. You need to go into the local beverage center, maybe Oliver Discount or Westmere Bev, and you go, hey, I need some hookers and weed. That's what oh. you need to do, my friend. You need to ask for a great beer. It's a Hookers and Weed Lager. It's available at Chance, uh, Deli and Brew over at Hudson Valley, Save More at Half Moon, Latham Beverage. Learn about it at hookersandweed.com. 
I mean, we are talking about your next favorite beer. And I just, I think that's what you need, guys. You need a little, a little lager in your life to chill out. It's brought to you by two great entrepreneurial women, JJ Hookers and Willow B. Weed. That's where, you know, they, they came together. They were both making beers. They said, let's, let's stop making two really, really good beers. Let's make one great beer, Hookers and Weed beer. That's where the name comes from. JJ Hookers, Willow B. Weed. That's, I know, I know some of you get confused. The lager, Hookers and Weed, man. I do it. I do it. I go into beverage all the time. I go, hey, I know I need some hookers and weed. And they look at me for a second. And they go, and I go what are you doing? They're like, what are you talking about? Unless it's Latham Beth, who has it. And they pull it up on the counter. And I leave with my hookers and weed beer. It's beautiful. Try it today. You're going to absolutely love it. Um, the NFL so made. That, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I know we got some NFL stuff we got to cover. But let's not forget, coming up in a few minutes, we've got Ethan oh. Walker from the Albany Firewolves who's about to join us. So save that NFL whoop, topic. Whoop. Ethan's on the phone. We're going to get to him coming up. We got to talk about the undefeated Firewolves, everything going on with them and more. So let's send it over to Ethan. You keep a pin in that story for me. Sorry, I will do that. I, will, I get excited. I'm down the hall from the Firewolves. Hey, Ethan, are you ready? Yeah, uh, he's, he looks good. He looks like he's ready to go. Um, I'm, I'm at the arena today. That's why it's a little, little clunky. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. All right, so let's talk Firewolves next right here. Fox Sports Radio, 95.9 and 98. <laughs> okay, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cut the uh I'm gonna just do my oh we don't have to do a firewolves thing here. This is the interview. Okay. So I'm gonna tag his interview with Lily and David. I'm just gonna start a new recording here just so the file's not too big. Okay. Okay, so I'm just gonna end recording here and I'm gonna send you a new yep. link. Okay. Okay. Bye. It is a Wednesday right around 345. That means we're talking the Albany Firewolves, and we continue to head in here to 2024 with a successful Albany Firewolves season. And when we were trying to figure out who we were going to have on this week, I said, how about the guy with the game-winning goal? How about the guy who started off the season right, close out 2023 the right way? Ethan Walker joining us here. Uh, Ethan, a nice ending for you in 2023. Take us through the game winner and your most recent victory for you and your teammates. Yeah, you know, it was uh it was a hard fought battle. Um, you know, the the rush they're they're a pretty good squad. They uh they kind of took it to us in the second half. Um I thought that we dominated the first half. Um and then they dominated the second half. Um, you know, their their goalie made a couple clutch saves there in the third and fourth quarter. Um and you know, going into overtime, it's you never know what to expect. Um, but you know, in that last possession, we got the we got the ball off to face off. Um, Nikki had a, had a great loose ball there. Um, we got possession. We swung the ball a couple of times, got a couple resets and, you know, you just, you fire the ball at the five hole and sometimes you get lucky and it goes in. Right. So, um, again, you know, this team is, is special and we've been saying it over the last couple of weeks and, uh, you know, it was, it was cool to be a part of a, a win like that on New Year's Eve. You mentioned how the thing is leading up to that and how the game played out and all of it. We talked to coach Clark before the holidays about how a new year's Eve game could affect you and the team and everything else. Uh, for you, from your perspective, did it feel different? Was it awkward knowing the holiday that so many other people, both in Canada, in America, and across the world, are going to be celebrating in a different way? Did it affect you at all, prepping in your teammates for a game on what's mostly considered a, a huge holiday day to celebrate? You know, it, it's definitely a little bit different. Um, you know, really, the only difference that I thought is that the game's on a Sunday instead of a Saturday. You know, usually you you have the week to prepare. You you leave for the for the game on, on Friday, uh, practice Friday night, play Saturday. 
you know, this week we got a, an extra day of, I guess you could say rest playing on a Sunday. So all of us got in on, on Saturday morning, we practice Saturday night and then, and then you're ready to go for Sunday. Um, you know, people always ask this question, like, how do you prepare? You know, just like with any other sport, you, you prepare like you would for anything else. Um, so just because the game was on a Sunday and because it was, you know, such a big holiday, um, I, I was proud of the effort that the guys put into into this game. And, you know, especially being on, on New Year's Eve, it was it was special to to be a part of something like that. I've never been able to play on a, on a New Year's Eve. So that was that was cool. Ethan Walker from the Albany Firewolves joining us here on Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980, LeVac and Goss. All right, so you guys win the game. Awesome. Celebration, New Year's Eve. Again, Coach Clark, we try to tease them. Like, what's going to happen post-game if you guys win? Did you guys take it easy? What was the locker room like after that exciting victory? Yeah, the we were all ecstatic. Um, it was it was a huge win for us. You know, the, this program went through a lot of tough times last year. Um, and to be able to be in the in the position that we're in right now to start off the season four games in, um, you know, all the, all the work that we put in, in the off season, all the work that we put in throughout the first four games here, it was, uh, it was special, but all we did was we went out, out for dinner as a team afterwards. So that was, that was awesome. You know, typically you don't, you don't get to do that all the time. Um, but for us, to celebrate New Year's Eve as a group at a restaurant, sitting down, eating a good dinner after the game, that was, that was really cool. It sounds simple and easy, just a team meal following the victory. But you know this, and so many other athletes who have continued to move to professional ranks, moments like that, bonding with your teammates, having those few hours together post-victory. I'm going to ask the question. I feel like I already know the answer, but that feels like it's the difference between this Firewolf team in comparison to the past where you guys have these odd schedules. You're traveling out of town. You're in. You're out. But bonding with guys you want to play with and having that camaraderie seems like it's been one of the keys to success for this team so far this season. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, just like you said, it, it's oftentimes difficult for everyone to, to sit down and, and have a meal together after a game. You know, there's there's a lot of moving parts in professional lacrosse, whether you're playing indoor or outdoor. Um, and not every guy stays. You know, there's guys that leave early. There's guys that got families that they want to get back and see their wife and kids or their or their girlfriends. So for for us to be able to you know spend the the night in Saskatoon um, and have a have a good dinner, that was that was that was amazing. And you know, I, I know that all the guys loved it. Um, you know, being able to sit around a table with maybe some guys that you don't you know always talk to um, is 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 really cool. And it was definitely a, a bonding moment for us all. You've had an amazing career, not just at the professional level, but high school and college. For those that don't know, one of the best players in the country coming out of high school. One of the great players in the history of the Denver program, a national championship winning program you've played for. When you think back to all you've accomplished, look at where you are now. Like It feels like you might have known this was going to be the spot in your career playing professional lacrosse. What, from when you were 12, 13? I mean, Ethan Walker, man, this feels like it was destiny for you to be in this spot and making plays like you did recently. Yeah, I mean it, it's definitely it's definitely a cool feeling. Um, just like any kid from Canada growing up, you always dream about playing in the show. Um, and then I came to a realization, you know, when I was twelve or thirteen years old, that you know maybe lacrosse might be my thing. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'm blessed to be in in the spot that I am now. And, and obviously, um, my parents play play a huge role in that. Um, growing up in, in Peterborough, the lacrosse 
wasn't always the greatest. So there was uh, a lot of times that my dad was, was driving me for practices, you know, one hour, two hours away. Um, and even coming down into, into the U S my dad would drive me down to, to Maryland to play in a tournament. And then we would drive back. So um, again, you know, I'm, I'm glad to be in the position that I'm in, but uh, I wouldn't have been able to do without, you know, the support of my family and my parents. You love to hear that, the family support and all the things that led up to these moments for game-winning goals, the professional level, successful team, the Albany Firewolves. Ethan Walker joining us here on Fox Sports 95.9 and 9.80, LeVac and Goss. And the Firewolves for Capital Region sports fans are back in action this weekend at home, NVP Arena, 7 o'clock, where everything gets underway. So as you prep for Saturday's game at 7 o'clock, what stands out to you against this opponent you guys are going to be facing off against on the weekend? Yeah, Halifax. They're uh, again, they're another good squad. Um, and you know, Coach Clark, he always, he always talks about this. It, it's hard to win in this league. Um, and you know, they they have a pretty good defense. Um, they have a good goalie, uh, and they have a really really talented offense. Um, so it's going to be another tough test for us. Um, but I think we're ready. Um, you know, I, I think with us, the difference between you know this year and last year is that we have we have a younger squad. Which again, you could sometimes say that that might be bad but for us i think we just have a bunch of guys that are eager to go out and do the work um i think we have a lot of unselfish players um everyone's trying to help help everyone out there um you know it's not just one guy on the floor it's five guys working together to help each other create opportunities right and you know our job is is to do that and put the ball in the back of the net and i know that our, our defense and, and dougie in particular they're going to they're going to be the rock at the back end there. Um, so, again, we're going to we're going to prepare like uh, like any other week, any other game. Um, but we all know that, uh, you know, we have another tough task ahead of us. And the fun part about you and your teammates and prepping for a home game is you guys engage with the fans. You guys look the high fives, especially the young lacrosse fans. There's got to be something special when you're back home and seeing that engagement between the fans, whether it's even on social media, but we want to see people inside MVP arena. But the fun part about this league and this team in particular is that when people come out and support you guys, you love to show it, what it means for you and everybody out doing the thing with the young players, man. It's awesome to feel that embrace. And you guys are showing love to the capital region. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, we're, we play for the fans, right. And it, it's always great to see uh, MVP arena filled with, you know, those young lacrosse players that are wanting to do this when they're older. And, you know, uh, we just want to be role models for them, right. We want to be role models. We want to show them, you know, what it's like to, to be in this league. And, you know, if, if you got to throw a ball over the, over the glass for, for a young kid, you're, you're always going to do that. You know, I always love that opportunity and just to see the joy and the smile in, in those kids faces is, is something that I'll, I'll never forget. So um, again, it's, it's always special to, to play in front of our fans at MVP arena. Seven o'clock MVP arena support the Albany Firewolves tearing it up this season, playing great lacrosse right now and continue for the future. Ethan Walker joining us. Make sure to follow him. Root for him a little bit harder because he joined LeVac and guys this week and all of his teammates and more. Ethan, we appreciate the time and best of luck this weekend for the rest of the season. We'll be following you and make sure to grab that W this weekend. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. There he goes, our guy Ethan Walker. Make sure to support the Albany Firewolves upcoming this weekend. Speaking about support, people, Lillian David Fine Jewelers, they support this show, LeVac, me, in particular me. Like, the engagement ring, couldn't have done it without Lillian David Fine Jewelers. The wedding bands, Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Five-year anniversary of being married, the shops of Wilton. Lillian David Fine Jewelers, a family-owned and operated business helping you find exactly what she's looking for. Guys, I know from experience, you might not know 
how to buy jewelry or what fits her fashion or what she wants or what fits your budget. Work with people. So many times you hear these stories of, I don't know what I'm doing. Work with Alyssa, David, Tammy, G, the great staff at Lily and David Fine Jewelers helping you find what she wants. And guys, you can get compliments for years to come. I know my wife to this day still gets compliments on her engagement ring, her wedding bands and more. Now you can do the same as well. Stop in, say hello to Alyssa, say hello to Tammy, G, David. Say, hey, LeVac guys, I heard him talking about it right after the Firewolves interview. I need help finding that perfect gift for her and maybe that perfect proposal. Proposal? That's another story for another day. We got to get to the top four. Four coming up next. It's Levac and Goss here on Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. Four. Oh, that's going to get some looks. Uh, it is time <laughs> for the top four. <laughs> four brought to you by our good friends at Mohawk Honda. The four biggest words, stories, not just words. That would be a lot easier for Goss. Uh, it's four biggest stories in the world <laughs> of sports. I'm, uh, I'm in my office over here being, you know, team president boy. And every time. Like, like guys can see me with the way we've got this set up, but like, we're usually, you know, even though we're in different rooms, we're like, we're right near each other. Every once in a while, it's gotta be a confusing for guys. Cause like my door will open. Somebody will be like, Hey, we need this, this, this. I'll mute the mic for a second. And be like, yeah, the, that guy's coming tomorrow or this is happening, whatever. Uh, get out. And then I come back down and go, and that's why I think, uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> you know what? So I'm, I'm calling it. No, no, no. You're good because this is hour number two of this. We're probably going to have a few more shows like this in 2024 with travel and everything else. I'm throwing an audible here, an Omaha here for story four. I thought I was going to do this Omaha. later in this hour, Omaha. But, but I kind of think it deserves to get the love here in the top four. four. Uh, there's two. There's a few Firebird stories I'd like to talk about, and I'm going to combine them all here at four. Uh, I want one, real quick, yes. though, since you said Omaha, can, can I just bring this up? Um, I can never watch a Cowboys game with the sound on again. Because every play, I don't know if anybody else called this Dak Prescott. Yeah, okay, we're good. Like he's got that's how he's his cadence is is yeah, good. I can't do it anymore. Sorry. It's a, I knew, right. I think he changed it too. It used to be something else. He's I think he's just trolling people now. I think he likes yeah. the hot mic in the game. Okay, so we've yeah, got he's a, a he's a problem. We've got a schedule update for the Firebirds involving a home yes. game. And you would yes. tease something yesterday. Are you allowed to talk about that, or is that two and yes. one there? What we're I'll do it. Okay. I'll do it right now. So right I'm going to tell you. Starting story number four. Yeah, the schedule is. Uh, it, you know, it's it's been a. There is a slight adjustment in the schedule, um, and I will tell you that it has to do with our media partners. I can't tell you who they are yet, but it's a very very cool change. Uh, you will enjoy it very much once it all comes to fruition. But yes, um, even though our Wi-Fi is out today, even though our new printer is not here yet, I have. The lovely uh, honor of announcing to you that we are starting to call people about their season tickets. We are taking calls for season tickets. Um, we have uh, Darius Prince has has volunteered to help re up people for their season tickets. Um, and then we've hired a, a great kid. His name is Joe Nair. So you'll be hearing from him if you're a, if you've been a season ticket holder in the past. You'll hear from him right away. Um, if you filled out the um, the form the submission form at firebirdsafl.com you will hear from either joe or darius um in, in the next couple days at the worst and we're going we're going to start getting people into the back into the season tickets um we are going to go ahead and we promise everybody you would get a chance to re-up so if you were a season ticket holder in 2023 and you <laughs> or 2022 even pretty much but if you know whatever season tickets you had in 2023 we're holding those for you until february 1st so if you talk to us between now and february 1st put a deposit down they're yours um deposit we're doing is 25 bucks a seat 
So if you have a four season tickets for the whole season, 100 bucks down and they're yours, we'll hold on to do it for you. You're good to go. There it is. There's the real reason why LeVac is not in studio. The GT Toys Studio, Toys with the Z. It is kickoff of the season ticket package for the Albany Firebirds. As El Presidente, team president of the Albany Firebirds, it's a huge day. I'm excited for the Firebirds. Again, one more time, if you're a Firebird season ticket holder, or if you know a friend, a colleague, a coworker, whoever it is, share that information. One more time, until February 1st, you're locked in, or they have to reach out to you. I want to make sure I clarify that part. They're going to call so- you to make sure. If you've already got, if you if you're a season ticket holder in the past, right? So you had season tickets in 2023. We are holding those season tickets until February 1st, no matter what. So that'll give you that, like between now and then, you can debate, you can do whatever you want to do. We're calling everybody now, but obviously, as I just mentioned, it's if it's a Murphy's Law kind of day. The Wi-Fi went out, the printer broke, <laughs> everything that could go. On. I'm literally, I'll just like guys, you can see this. Everyone's running off of my. I have two phones. My, I've complained about my phones for. Everyone's running off my hotspots on my phones right now. So we're getting it done. We're going to get you guys taken care of. The companies that we work with are doing a great job. But um, between now and February first, you need to at least put a deposit of twenty five dollars a seat down if you want to um, guarantee that they, you keep your seats. After February first, if you haven't put a deposit down or paid in full or whatever it is, we will release those seats to the public. Story number three. There's so many good things there. Follow the Firebirds online. They got a bunch of stuff going on. I'm going to shift it to story three, as I'm sure as we've noticed uh, more and more Firebird fans will continue to reach out and get going about the 2024 season. For more information, check out the website as well for those changes and schedule and social media and more. Let's give some love to the UAlbany basketball team. A tight one against Harvard yesterday in Cambridge. Yeah. 76-71 the final. We talk about expectations and things changing. Vac. I'm allowed to say this in 2024 because I haven't made a prediction about the Great Danes, but I'll do it now and hedge my bet. <laughs> you know, I think you all, but he's going to surprise people. Is that because of how bad I hated on them to start 2023? <laughs> you mean how bad they surprised you already? Is that is that why you think they're going to surprise people? Is that the spin uh, I just put on that? Is that I like it. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, it, nobody can really blame you for not knowing what to expect from these teams. I mean, you're, you're dealing with transfer portal. You're dealing with, you know, Coaching staffs have been around very long. Things of that nature. A lot of drama over there at U Albany. Let's let's be let's be real. Let's be honest. It's, it has not been it has not been smooth the transition. But they're getting out there. They're playing competitive hoops. They're winning a lot of games. They're fun to watch. And uh, and they've even kind of won over old old Gazi Bear, who was one of their biggest naysayers. So it's it's been good. And I don't know this Harvard team right now, but historically Harvard's a powerful team to play against. The fact that they took them to the took them to the the wire, I, I feel pretty good. I have a buddy who constantly bets on Princeton basketball, and we have to have a conversation later <laughs> this year. Maybe that's not. It's the not team. me. No. Uh, Amari Marshall and Sebastian Thomas, especially Marshall, had that breakout game earlier this year against Siena. They got like they got players, and this is the whole yeah. thing about it. You mentioned the transfer portal. That is exactly it. It is hard to figure out how quickly a player can have an impact at a college. How fast, where in the lineup, what his role is going to be. Like, these are the things that used to be easy to talk about in college basketball. You have a role. Hey, you're a great defender. We need you to rebound. We need you to score. We need you to be the ball handler. Like, this was basic basketball one on one. And then the transfer portal happened. It's like, 
I mean, practice is important. We'll figure it out there. I mean, no, no, we knew it was important. Seriously, we don't know. We're going to help figure this out together. And you always winning. Look, I know they lost to Harvard, but I feel far more confident about their conference play than I did four months ago. They got a chance to be a top four seed. They got a chance to host a uh, Broadview Center. They got a chance to host the game come tournament time. I'm talking within their conference play. So keep rooting on the Great Danes. Even How big would that be yesterday. after the renovations, the name change, if they were able to actually host a game or so? In the postseason, that would be big. That would be massive. Big, big, big. I think that place. It doesn't matter if it's the four or five game, the three six game. That would be a sellout. It, it, we've you and I have seen you more so than me. What it means that the conference title game, yeah, on campus. But if you get a semi or a quarterfinal game, that would be a sellout for the Great Danes. And right now they're pacing in that direction. We'll see how the rest of the conference play plays out. Here's the you storm one court, and all it keeps getting brought up over and over again. Come on. <laughs> Story number two here is a story we talked about in the three o'clock hour yesterday. It involves Carolina Panther owner David Tepper. The NFL has weighed in on this, Levac. Tepper has been fined by the league $300,000. Now, out loud, that is a massive number, $300,000. If somebody in your life had got fined $300,000, it might take a decade plus to pay off. But David Tepper is one of the richest... Decade plus, I don't know, decade plus, I thought I thought I covered myself there. Anyways, uh, $300,000. You know what that is, a David Tepper? Yeah. The math was <laughs> done, $1.77, Well, because he's what worth, what, 22 bill? Exactly right. What does the NFL do in spots like this? Levac, should the price be increased? Should it be a suspension? Did they do about as much as they can do with super rich people? Your thoughts on Tepper and the $300,000 fine after throwing a drink at a fan in the most recent game for the Panthers? Um, I believe that there's actually a cap set on what owners can be fined, and it's five hundred thousand dollars. So, or for something of this nature, like it was, there's a cap of five hundred grand. So they were up to the cap. Um, it is funny when he goes, you know, I'm just going to take my fine because I'm I'm a passionate I'm passionate about this team, so passionate I get I get hillbilly redneck and throw drinks on people. Um, Did he I, say it, that it, last part? Did he say he was? Yeah, I. <laughs> It was he had to kind of read between the lines, like you couldn't oh, just okay. like you know, you know. <laughs> I so I heard it. I mean, I heard it when I read the statement. I heard it in my head. Um, <laughs> but it's just like the visual of it too. Like he throws the drink, and then there's just the regular everyday dude, pair of jeans, Jags jersey, Jags hat, climbs up. You can barely see over the wall. He's talking smack and pointing. It was like it's like, dude, this these two tax brackets are kept apart for reasons. Like it's just because Tepper's a punk. Um, it feels, it feels light. It feels super light, but let's remember that David Tepper did not become David Tepper because he likes to lose like David Tepper. He was the one was, I, I want to say it was Goldman Sachs. Or he was somewhere. And then he didn't, he didn't get promoted. didn't get what he wanted. So he left, started his own hedge fund, became a super billionaire. Um, his old boss's house got left with a, ex-wife or whatever he bought it demolished it and built the house like five times the size on the site like this is a competitive human being the fact that he had to pay if even if it was a dollar i think he would have lost his ever loving mind he is somewhere taking his beating but he's mad about it so that 300 grand sucks there's no number that may, that would have been the right number um i i think honestly a certain amount of money should go to the people who got drinks thrown. we know who they are like you see them in the video I think 
that 300 grand to the league and maybe 25 grand a piece to the people who got hit with the drinks because that'll that's the kind of thing that would drive him insane if he had to hand deliver a check to people because his childish actions that's the one that puts him over the top i don't know why my mind's going here with this but i like the idea of what you're talking about the david temper handing the check to the people but i know and this is where the humor comes for me here i know that when that person showed up they'd be in a full body cast <laughs> like, no 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 i'm very injured no how much 20 billion you don't know the emotional stuff i went through mr tepper and here's my lawyer you'll be paying me a lot more than that whatever number you just decided on i'm i can't even move paul pierce I, in a wheelchair and you know Levesque, we know there are people who would have acted like they were dead just laying there after the tepper drink hit them i mean you bring up a good point who's to say they aren't coming anyway you know what I mean? Because now he's admitted guilt because he's taking his he's taking his fine. You know? Did you? Ah, I slipped and fell on the way out because of uh, all the all that all that Perrier that was on my shoe. Oh, <laughs> how dare you! I I don't hate the plan. I mean, get get rich or die trying. I mean, let's let's get him. I'm ready. Oh, Remember, I, that. I I wrenched my neck watching it on TV. It, oh. I saw, I didn't tell you the story, Levesque. It was like three weeks ago. I was on the train to the Heisman and this lady, two seats in front of me was wearing a neck brace. And I don't care at what age you are. You can be 12. You can be 42. careful. Okay. I'm just well, saying, no, remember, I, I'm just saying you made a huge deal about some lady on a plane with us coming back from Miami wearing a mask and the world shut down. I'm afraid if you make it fun of somebody in the train wearing a neck brace, the next thing you know, we're both going to get like traumatic injury to our spinal columns. All I'll say is this. I have been trained as a child that because of Vince McMahon, anytime I see a neck brace, I assume it's fake. I don't know what her diagnosis was. I don't know. I just assume when I see a neck brace, it's fake. And that's me as a child watching wrestling growing up. I'm sure it goes back farther. Injured. It goes back. That was a big Brady Bunch episode. Uh, the Brady Bunch, the, the guy was suing because his neck was hurt and whatever. And I don't remember who it was who figured out like they dropped the briefcase and he spins quick to see where the briefcase is. And the judge is like, uh, uh, uh. So yeah, like historically speaking, neck braces are the tools of of grifters and 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 you know Shylocks and people trying to steal your money. But I'm just saying, you historically, you mocking people on travel, not never works out well. Remember that guy next to us who dropped a suitcase on a woman? That was great. We'll move on to story number one. I don't know who that guy is. I have no idea who he is. Story number one, it's NBA action tonight. The Timberwolves take on the Pelicans. Pacers and Bucks. Nets and Rockets. That's an 8 o'clock tip. But Knicks and Bulls, 8.30 tip. If you missed it earlier in the show, we had a big breakdown of what this Knicks game can mean for the franchise and all of that. Uh, Levac, it's been about 45 minutes since. Any other thoughts on the impact of what you believe Bulls and Knicks can be for the season going forward? Sweating bullets, buddy. Sweating bullets. I just, I think it's, you know, what's there's a, it's a very cliche answer. You know, great teams beat the teams they're supposed to beat. The Knicks are, have been, it's been so many years being a Knicks fan where almost every victory was, ah, oh, well, level competition or, hey, man, they really played their way up. This is a team that they put, they got to punch down at and they got to punch down. They got to beat, they got to cover this, man. I'd say, what, nine and a half, 10 point spread? I, this is, a, this is, a, you want to prove to me, that I should be all in on this season. You got to go out there. You got to dominate the Bulls. 
I want to come on tomorrow's show. You know what? Let's make a promise. I teased this in the first hour. I said if the Knicks lose, we're going to lead the show with the Knicks loss and what it means for the future and the trade and management and all. I don't like the negativity surrounding that take by me. I want to spin it. No matter what, tomorrow, Thursday, 3 o'clock, you hear the music of Vacking Us. We're talking Knicks in the opening segment. Positivity. Because if the Knicks do win by 15 or 20, I think it's really fair to have that conversation of, all right, how far can this team go? What is the next move? Malcolm Brogdon's the big piece that's been talked about in NBA Twitter. And just be careful when you go to NBA Twitter because – that's a wormhole. That is a strange and odd place. You see <laughs> graphics from websites that don't exist anymore and 2K players. Just be careful, okay, when you go down the NBA wormhole. But I think those are all legitimate conversations how this week progresses. If New York goes out and dominates Chicago, why can't we talk about the Knicks as a top three team? Oh, by the way, one other thing to mention, you can hear that coverage right here on your home for the New York Knicks throughout the Capital Region, throughout the season, regular season and playoffs. Your home for the Knicks is right here, Fox Sports 95, 9 to 980. Our coverage gets underway at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, I'm so glad that we're in the Knicks station. It, it just The Knicks deserve the respect of having a home station here in the Capital Region. I'm happy that we are them. And then, you know, if we can just go ahead and kick off that crappy baseball team from last year, we are on our way to a real pro- portfolio here at Fox Sports Radio, 95, 9 and 980. Big thumbs up right there for I'll pass that-, that suggestion along to the powers that be. All right. Listen, I, I know I know I know a former station that doesn't seem to be doing much. Maybe we can go ahead and get the, a really good team. Um listen Are they still on the air, by the way? What's their deal? I don't know. Are they still doing I'm, stuff? I don't know. Just What's your deal? Decide? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know you're sleeping well, Levac, though. I do know that. Oh, it's last night. Like it's funny that I sound like I'm a pack a day smoker today because I slept. It's probably the best night's sleep I've had in a while. Last night, got home. You know, I was a little tired, a little beat up from the day, and uh, just got my mouthpiece. Took out. I use that uh, the, the power wash now. That Dawn, like the spray, spray that on it, clean it up real quick, pop it in, go to sleep. I'm out. It's a mouthpiece that keeps my snoring under control, it keeps my sleep apnea under control, and has been such a game changer, a difference maker. I feel so much better. Like again, I, I can't believe how I sound today because I feel great. I'm rested. I'm ready to go. I must have like maybe maybe I was just sleeping so well. I was yelling about it in my sleep. Maybe I was just like yelling out the window in my sleep, going, "You need to call Doctor Fred Dreer and the Integrated Sleep Center in Boston. Five five one eight 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 five six one eight five because they are helping me sleep better. It's a it's not a mask. There's no hoses. There's no wires. It's just amazing. It's great. No surgery. Just a mouthpiece." Maybe that has to be it. I had to be just yelling that out the window all night. Yes. So it was, that's what I have to in all sincerity, man, I, you know, not just you. Like if, if, if you're the person who shares the room with the snorer, force them to make the call. They're going to thank you for it eventually because it is an absolute game changer. 518-885-625. Dr. Fred Dreer and the Integrative Sleep Center in Boston's father helped me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better too. Lots still to come here on Levac and Gods, but first, Whose fault was it really that everything got screwed up in the Lions-Cowboys game? I'll let you know what the NFL thinks next. Fox Sports Radio, 95.9, Hey, it's LeVac Nas for C4. Man, the Smart Energy Bankroll Challenge. I actually had somebody come to me in the hallway uh, yesterday. I got a big out here. He goes, so did you win last week or whatever? And he like he looks down on me that I took a big swing and lost. And I'm like, bro, I'm taking a big swing because I've won. Like, I've got this thing in the bank. And I'm so smart because of C4 Smart Energy that I'm now trying to win a big amount of money because you suck at this. 
Quinn and Cantera, I don't even know if they're getting their bets in every week. So, like, all I can tell everybody is to go to Stewart's, get yourself some C4. Actually, you know what? Go to Speedway, get C4 Ultimate Energy, and then you're on your way with me. And maybe that, maybe your brain will be moving as fast as mine, and I won't have to take the the weight of bringing big money into the challenge because you all will be C4 Smart Energy ready to go. The finale is this Sunday. If you want to see if Levesque can close it off and go wire to wire, listen to our show 11 and 1 thanks to Rivers Casino and Resort. We'll be live there for week 18 of the NFL season. But if you're looking for that extra boost in 2024, everyone's changing, whether it's their diet, whether it's their time they wake up, things are changing this year. Make it a part of your daily routine. Get a C4 in your system to give you that extra boost that you need. Don't have those terrible tasting energy drinks or those terrible tasting coffees. Get some that always tastes good. Every flavor we've had has tasted great. C4 can be a part of your morning routine. I loved it in 2023, going to be a part of C4. Now you can do the same in 2024. Support our friends. C4, make it a part. Get a big old thing. Get six-pack, 10-pack, all of them. Clear out the shelf and say, Levac and Gaz, love C4. And they made me do I this. got I got what I'm going to drink between here and when I go to the coaches show, Flock you tonight. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop one on the way over. Just the extra boost of C4. I, I actually already have it with me. I don't even have to stop by Stewart's and grab it. But you should. You really should. All right, let's do this thing, man. I, I just there's points where the NFL, we just talked about Tapper having to pay a three hundred thousand dollar fine. That that's okay. You know what I mean? There's certain rules in place. You can't do everything that I that I I would love to do, but I love this in in a very sarcastic way. The NFL has reminded the thirty two teams through a video they distributed yesterday that it is your responsibility to get this the right way when it comes to an eligible receiver. Quote, it is the responsibility of the player to be sure that change in status is clearly communicated to the referee by both a physical signal, which is the hands up and down the front of the chest, and to report to the referee his intention to report as an eligible receiver. This is from NFL Senior Vice President Walt Anderson. Okay, so basically what the NFL is trying to tell us is it's the Lions' fault. It's not our fault. We didn't do it. You didn't. It was your fault, not ours. Boo! Right? Boo. Come on, that's caca. Like, dude, come on. Like, it was it, the. It's the Lions' fault because they put together such a well portrayed trick play that it screwed everybody up. They couldn't figure it out. That's so. so that's what you're telling me. The Lions outsmarted not just the Cowboys, but they outsmarted the referees. So now we have to put on a video with, please do this with your hand. Rub your belly and say you hung hung, want tum-tum food. And then uh, tell the ref, I am eligible. And when you do it, do it with pom-poms. You borrow from a cheerleader so that everyone can see it. And uh, also make sure you do si Like, come on. we You know you screwed up, NFL. Just own this one. This is why. There are some great things in the modern day of sports. This is why we should embrace that in the year 2024, when you get liars and cheaters, they can get called out for it. You got busted because I guarantee you they already had this take ready. Like, hey, you got to make sure you tell the official you checked in. Yeah, but what about this view right here from uh, the sky cam that actually shows you doing it? No, no, no. Make sure you tell. Well, he's doing it right here. Well, what about the on-field mic? What about this angle? We got it. You got caught. Everyone saw it. He went up to the official. Now, yeah. should the official, like you said, wave a pom-pom, nod his head, <laughs> blow a whistle? Fine. If that's the new rule of 
hey, for us to acknowledge your presence, we have to give you a salute with one finger rather than two. Okay. Like, if you really want to cover But we all saw it. We all saw it. We all know what happened. He went up to the official. The official screwed it up. We've got video proof to confirm it. You're done. Just like somebody in a relationship that says, oh, no, I'm not cheating on my girlfriend. Well, here are the text messages, and here's the DMs on Instagram. Oh, you guys can access that now, huh? Yeah. Sort of like Jason Whitlock asking why these weird campaign ads are popping up everywhere. Oh, that's your algorithm from your search history. This is embarrassing. That's got 20 million views, by the way. Uh, yeah, there's certain <laughs> things that people could get busted on now in 2024. I don't buy this from a second from the NFL. Look, like, I'm not even done with this. Hang on. I got more to add on this, too, because you know what? The officials, they should take a blame. I want a second press release here because my wonderful son, Rex, he's three years old. So he's learning through life here. He does what every probably three-year-old does when people are having conversations. He's screaming in the background, Mom, Mom, Dad. You know, he's trying to do like every three-year-old does. He wants some attention. So we have to say, Rex, do you have your listening ears on? You know, like the opposite of earmuffs from old school with Vince Vaughn. Referees, do you guys have your listening ears on when the offensive linemen come over? I wish I'd get that press release. I'll write it for him if they want. Put the listening Whoa. ears on, officials. The, the problem is, though, with that is by putting this message out, Brad Allen and his crew, which we were told, like Adam Schefter reported, that they were going to be downgraded. So they would have, so they're the crew that will be calling uh, Steelers Ravens Saturday night. But then in the postseason, we thought they would either not play or, or they, would, they wouldn't get a call or something like that. But if you're going to put out a video that says why the players and teams are wrong, you now have to go to war for these referees because you're telling me you're not telling me the referee was wrong. You're telling me the player was wrong. You're telling me the team was wrong. So if I'm Brad Allen and I'm Brad Allen's crew right now, I pick up this video. I go back to the home office or email or whatever. And I go, so I'm good, right? Like I'm going to, my crew is going to get to call the AFC championship or something, right? Because you just said, it's not my fault. Nobody came up to me and rubbed, rubbed their tum tum. I didn't see that. That that never happened. No, 68, 70, 55, nobody did that. So you need to go ahead and reinstate my team completely, and we need to get a good a playoff shot. That's exactly right. Either I got it right or I got it wrong. You can't say I got something right and then say I'm getting penalized for it. No, no, no. You guys did a great job officiating that game. People forget this. This is worth reminding everyone because we did this on Monday during the Kickstarter. We talked about the official and, and also in that three o'clock hour, if you missed it, Apple and Spotify and the iHeart app of we, everybody does this. Every single person does this. One call can sum up how you officiated a game. You could get a hundred percent of the calls correct from a holding to a pass interference to a legal hands to the face. And you could get an A plus as a grade. But if you miss the biggest one that impacted the game, everyone will view your performance far differently. And that look, that goes for kickers in sports and long snappers, one bad snap, one bad kick, and we view you differently. But the back and forth here of, no, 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 you guys did make a mistake, but we're still going to downgrade you. You did great. No, you didn't actually. Wait a second. People can't be this dumb. Like you and I sniffed this out. I think football fans are smart enough where it's like, you can't tell us they did a poor job and then also say they did a good job. We see these things. We have eyes. We right. have the internet. Like you guys aren't making sense at this point, right? Like you can't blame the the lack of procedural awareness of the players, and then tell me the rest are bad. Like you just can't. It doesn't work that way. So I, I just and it bothers me too because the NFL, like we you know we've talked about before, historically a situation like this, 
the Lions would receive a letter on Tuesday, you know, which would be very veiled. It's very like very legal ease, very lawyer written, where it's, hey, we can see where um, you potentially weren't wrong in the way you set that up. So for that reason, we would like to issue a formal apology and blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change the fact that even the drive before you missed a tripping call. Like it doesn't like it was a really poorly ref game. And it sucks because I'm not that guy. Like I'm not the one who sits there and goes a team one or a team lost because the ref. I don't want to be that guy. It's boring. It doesn't, it's not fun. It's an easy narrative. It's a lazy narrative for a lot of people where it's just like, oh, well, they always back up the Cowboys or they always go against the Steelers. Or they always do this. It's just, it's annoying. But this is a situation where they dropped the ball. They played, they, the refs were poorly, they, they just did a poor job. They're poorly prepared. They, they, they ref the poor game. It should be called out. It should be dealt with. And it's not going to be because it's more embarrassing for the league right now than the individual referees. You know, we're trying to figure this out on how to make officiating better in the NFL. And I think any sports fan from any team, whether a team that's struggling, team in playoff contention, team going to the te- playoffs, they want it just to be consistent and right. And you can let us know how you would fix officiating on the NFL at WOFX980 on Twitter, Fox Sports 980 on Facebook, at the Jeff Levesque on Twitter, at Tom Gons, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z. Levesque, I think I got a theory here. I thought about this driving in today. I think I have an idea of how could this get fixed because I'm trying okay. to put myself in the official's shoes of, okay, you could call a really good game, but you might rely on something because you've been trained to do something, right? Like these officials are so good. I know that doesn't seem like that, but some guys have been doing this for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. They have built hundreds of games and called hundreds of games that they're the top of this because they understand the rules. However, there's a big however here. And this is where the NFL has to really consider this. They change the rules every year. Right. Like you could have been a great official and got a call right and filed the letter of the law in 2019. And then in 2023, you got it wrong, but you're like, no, 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 this is the rule. That's human nature. If you're taught that this is something for 10 years, just somewhere in the back of your mind, you're going to think this is it because I was taught this and I remembered this because of emotions and training and everything else. Oh, crap. That's not the rule in 2023 anymore. So my suggestion would be this. And you can say if it's stupid, maybe it's dumb. Maybe it's really smart. The NFL has to make a rule about rules of. <laughs> okay. In 2024 season, this season coming up, regular season kicking off in September. Here are the rules for the National Football League. And these are the rules for the next three years. Like, we're not changing what I'll a never catch do that. is. I'll never. We're not changing what pass no. interference is. Never do it. I like it. You know what I mean? Because it's like, it, I, I don't like wanna, it, but they won't do I, it. I feel like I'm defending the officials here, but that's what I'm thinking. Like, baseball people freaked out about the right. bases and the pitch clock, and they finally changed the rules. Basketball, I wasn't alive when they changed the three point line but it's awesome for the sport. Football doesn't get grief because they change the rules every year. That would be my take. Like that would make things more consistent if we actually knew what the hell roughing the passer and illegal hands to the face would be because we know the rule for four or five years. Not, well, it's 2024 and we decided to change it again. Yeah. No, they're, they're never going to do that because that would, because then the second they have to admit a rule isn't right, then they, they've locked themselves into a poor rule for two to three years. I just, I don't, I, I love it. I love the idea of some consistency and knowing what things are, but I just, they're too, it's too fluid of a game now. The, allegedly what they do is they go and they have these refs all like trained up in the beginning of the year. 
I don't know if that's 100% true. Um, one thing I do know is true is USX Pest Control saved your marriage. I know that <laughs> down to my core. Damn. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I remember, fine. like, I've never, it's, well, yeah, now, because you, you went to USXPest.com, you scheduled the free inspection, and now your wife is thrilled. She, she thinks she married a real man who knows how to get insects and pests out of her, out of her house. Whether it's your marriage or who you're living with or maybe getting compliments for your wife, USX Pest Control can help your home stay safe and I guess somehow improve your marriage. My marriage is fine. USX Pest Control, Tim, Frank, Victor, Kristen, the whole team there, Levac and I have got to know them because we have the platinum package. Look, we're not yeah, hot buddy. shots because we have the platinum package, but we know yes, it's we important. Are. To... Maybe you we could are. be too. Yeah, tell your neighbors. <laughs> Levac and Goss are platinum package members. Their home is safe. Two weeks ago, Goss found mice in his attic and Victor's going to take care of that. I don't know how they got there. I'm learning how they got there. Something with the chimney and leaving my garage open. I've learned all these things from you. The USX garage that you leave control. open all the time. Yeah, that my wife reminds me of. And that's, it doesn't matter whose fault it is. The home is safe. The home is clean. USX Pest Control can help you get in that scouting report that you need for the future to continue to keep it safe, friends, family, and more visiting this winter and this spring. USXPest.com. Schedule that free inspection today. Play of the day coming up next. Well, that guy's Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 98. So the traveling GT toy studio for me today is my office over here. I'm uh, hanging out in the MVP arena. Goss is in the GT toy studio, toys with a Z, making sure the show runs. And guys, um, during that commercial, you noticed I had to run. Yeah, I was going to give love to Mohawk Honda, even though we're going to the Mohawk Chevrolet play of the day here. Talk about Greg Johnson and the record-breaking year and the fire emojis I was dropping on Facebook. We love Mohawk Honda, but it's someone else in Absolutely. the Mohawk family who I guess is making headlines <laughs> in between the break. What is going on over there? <laughs> so Andy Gelcher, who is, of course, you know, he was, we met him when he was the GM at Mohawk Honda. Now he's one of the dealers at uh, Mohawk Chevrolet. Um, I, he I bumped into the fire alarm. And uh, I had to deal with uh, arena security to uh, to get that taken care of. Paul's a great guy and was able to fix it for us very quickly. Uh, the um, sheer embarrassment uh, on Andy's face pretty much made my day. Uh, <laughs> See, that, this is what happened. In, in his defense, it's a hair trigger. He he, he bought the wrong one. That's, that's no, no, no. Good. See, look, the Honda family, the Chevrolet, the Mohawk, everybody. They stay in great shape. They do. They make sure they take care of themselves. They take care of you as a customer. Here's what Andy just did. He just did like a movie scene. Like, oh, I've been at the gym too much. My large <laughs> biceps graze the fire alarm. Oh, I'm too muscular. How did that happen? It's January, by the way. He went full. He was wearing, Chris, what was he doing? He's wearing a very nice spider vest. So oh, wow. What a, not, what a coincidence. <laughs> you're not not right. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Andy, uh, Greg Johnson over at Mohawk. Kinda. We're going to see our friends yeah. over at Chevy less than a week on January 9th. But 2024, whether it's our friends here bringing us to play the day, Mohawk Chevrolet, our friends in Mohawk Honda, we support them both. Mohawk Honda, Mohawk Chevy, they both go out of their way to please you and help you find that new ride in 2024. Absolutely. Love uh, love Mohawk Honda, love Mohawk Chevy. Um, Mohawk Chevrolet, of course, the brings the play of the day. Mohawk Chevy together, let's drive. And um, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to, I think, I think it's time to just invest in my team. I'm going to go next tonight. I'm going to do it. Oh, okay. It's just, I mean, it feels weird. Cause again, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not super confident. I'm scared. Cause it, it, it just feels like a, a, what do they call it? A letdown spot against the bulls. It's nine. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw a little bit on the, on the New York Knicks tonight. 
This is a game you've been feeling all show long about what the impact could be going forward for the team, the franchise, and more. I should have known this. I should have known this since 320 that this was going to be your play. <laughs> now, if you're listening to the play of the day yesterday, I told you I'm going to roll with NBA bets until I get one wrong. I love the magic as a dog against the Warriors. Three and a half on the road. Didn't make sense. This is a team that cared about a game in a Tuesday in January. And as long as those bets hit, I'd continue to do them. And sure enough, the magic lost. and didn't. So <laughs> what do I do with myself now? Do I go back to hockey? Are the, are the Devils playing? Can we do a Devils bet? I feel like they've been helping me. And look at that. TNT. 730 Levac. Jack Hughes, the Hughes brothers, and the New Jersey Devils taking on the Washington Capitals. Minus 180 for the Devils. But we don't do it like that. If we're going to give you a play of the day, we want plus money. We want to make sure it's going into your pocket with a little bit more than a minus 180. So we're doing the Devils double. That's right. Over six and a half goals against the Capitals and a win. The New Jersey Devils. Come on. We're 70% on the season betting Devils hockey. I'll give him one more shout out. Our guy, Bill Spaulding, the voice of the Devils, my former broadcast partner who hasn't joined the show yet. Our guy, Ryan McCarthy, who does his things with the Devils. Come on. I, I just swore off the NBA and I don't have many other options tonight. So that's why I'm going with the Devils. I can't do another I, college basketball loss after Syracuse's beatdown yesterday by the Blue Devils. I can't do that. My my wife told me this, Levac. I didn't mean to cut you off, but my wife told me this. She meant she, she said, would hey, get out. No, she said you and I should like you know it's 2024. The boys are getting better at bedtime. Like maybe you and I can like start a show together, like when we used to when we were dating before the boys. What? And I told her, I go, that's never going to happen. What do you and mean? What? starting a show as a married couple with two toddlers we're not it will take us the rest of 2024 to finish a show like on netflix and hulu like no you wait till they go to bed oh you mean to watch a show i thought you meant to finish taping the show no 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 uh, i meant like, oh you know, couple style like netflix like hey we're gonna I, watch this together like you know like break i thought you or... i thought jordan said she wanted to do like gods and gods like a show no, like no, a no, podcast no. No, and no. I was here for it. I wanted that's what I wanted. I was excited about that. That's my play of the day. I want Gaz and Gaz. I want I want Thomas and Jordan or Jordan and Thomas. That's that's a great I didn't know you meant like start watching a TV show. Like you don't even have to do anything, you just sit down and watch. No, see, see, first of all, if my wife and I ever had a show, I know other people have done that before. It, the show itself wouldn't be good. You would just need like a big brother live feed, like most people said. So just put a camera in the kitchen. Watch the chaos of the boys back from the first day of daycare and preschool yesterday. That would have been entertaining. No, like an actual TV show to watch with your wife. I don't know if those even exist anymore. I want to watch the Iron Claw. That's not out there yet. I want to see some good college hoops. Syracuse isn't doing that for me. The, you know what? I've just talked myself into the Knicks. I'm going to listen to the Knicks right here on Fox Sports 95, 9 and 980. Great broadcast team. I'm going to convince myself the Knicks is it. By the way, if you have suggestions, let me know at Tom Goss, T-O-M-G-O-Z-Z. Well, you just said I'm you're not going to watch the show, so why are we going to give you suggestions? You already quit on it. Look, I've accepted it may not happen, but if I get a good suggestion, I will follow through on it. The one that's like far and away the leader is the show called The Bear with Jeremy Allen. I've heard White. about it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Shameless. He's in the Iron Claw. Like That's like nothing else is even being considered by me, but I'm willing to take suggestions that I don't need multiple seasons. I need a one or two season in. Like I need that. Have you guys watched Ted Lasso that. yet? Oh yeah. All right. Cause that's great. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a quick show. It's like a half hour. It makes you feel better about the world. Um, I watched I'm the Reggie White. I watched the Reggie White 30 for 30. I have some, 
It's it's better than the Bears. Yeah, but we gotta, hold on. We got to yeah. find something that you guys can watch together. That's what she wants. She wants like a date night type thing. She I wants, watch. for whatever reason, that beautiful woman wants to spend time with you. How about Candace Parker, unapologetic, the new 30 for 30? No. No. Female no, it's got to be. No. Well, would she care about it? No. She wants no, to watch funny. something. She wants to watch uh, Reacher. She wants to, you want to watch Reacher. That's what she wants. I don't know what that is. Big, strong guy beating people up. You know, former former uh, military guy. Oh, the I know that show now. Yeah, that's on Amazon? Yes, sir. All right. How about All that, right, huh? There you go. Let's, she'll Pass. be and she'll be like, she'll be like Thomas. Why don't you work out like like Alan? What's his nuts? Why don't you do that? Come on, what are you doing? I I think you're missing an opportunity, an easy low hanging fruit way to make your wife happy. I think you're gonna regret it. Maybe, it's maybe that's the key. I need the show to suggest. All right, so again, submit it to me. I will try, but we got a lot on. <laughs> we got hockey. We got the NBA. And by the way, why can't we watch this together? Why can't we watch the newest edition of Flock U, which you're off to later today? We can watch that on demand it's anytime you want, supporting a local sports team, supporting local athletes. You and I, in between the break, bumped into Coach Dwayne Hollis. Those are all good, great things happening tonight. Supporting local. I causes. mean, he's on the show tonight because uh, Coach Ware is uh, he's he's uh, coaching one of the senior bowls. Uh, he's down in Florida already. He's gonna he's gonna dial in and give us the details tonight, live from Dutch's. But yeah, Hollis is gonna be a big part of the show tonight. Uh, Darius Prince is gonna be a part of the show tonight. It's a great show to watch. It's a great idea. I think you're and your wife loves me, so that's a smart idea. Have her watch me. I make her laugh. I close the garage door and I talk USS control. She loves me. I'm I'm the perfect perfect friend. The last time I contributed to the show, I was accused of picking my own boogers which now weeks later i feel like i have a sinus infection so i feel like it's all come full circle that that's affected me so who knows maybe i'll contribute to the show maybe we'll make it a wife you husband come thing. to the show you should come to it it's gonna it's be a great time i'm very busy i don't know if you i'm very busy i have a hey, sinus infection just, i don't know if you do you realize i want you to understand something though you're sitting here complaining about your complain. wife wanting to watch, hold on you're complaining about your wife wanting to watch a tv show with you do you know how many men are being dragged to the gym right now like how many men are in like in relationships with the wife's like we're gonna work out together we're gonna get in shape this year and That's your wife happened. looked at you your wife looked at you and went Thomas can we watch a TV show together and you're like nah it's too much effort look the gym thing's happening too that's happening I'm getting double teamed right now because she was up at five o'clock in the morning working out and she made I made a list of goals did I mention I have a sinus infection? I have a lot of excuses for why I can't work Hold out on. and also participate in tonight's show. How much time do we have left on today's show? Remember, I'm over at the arena. I'm at the MVP arena. How much I time do we have left? We, I will make good to Cavino and Rich. I will work this clock out. Oh, gosh. Where is this going to go? Okay. Please please read to us your list of goals. Goals? All right. I have a goal list I made here with my wife here for physical okay. fitness because she motivated me. So at you listening right now, you can make these same goals. I'm scrolling through my phone right now, but uh, when I find them, I will make sure to read them. Levesque, while I'm scrolling through this, so we don't lose these guys, you want to tell us about our friends over at Elevation 10,000? Love to talk about my buddies, your buddies over at Elevation 10,000. Whether you're talking about uh, strategic marketing, whether you're talking about building and website design, um, shooting a video, shooting a commercial. I'm actually been working with Blake trying to set up everything. They're shooting a big commercial to go in the Super Bowl for a local client. Um, it is, it's very cool watching all the, the things come together for them, but, uh, it has just been, it's been a great relationship for us. It has helped us elevate our brand. Um, you know, our logo being everywhere is so much fun to see and having on jerseys and shirts and hats and everything. 
And then jersey shirts and hats, like all my Firebird stuff that I need. Um, every time somebody goes to me, hey, LeVac, go get this quick. I go right over to Elevation 10,000. Elevation10k.com. Elevate your brand today with Elevation 10,000. Thank you to Elevation 10,000 for supporting us. We love you guys. Everything you do from apparel, marketing, and more. We're so happy to have you a part of our show. And people that better not be your list. Your list better not be go to Elevation 10,000 and have them elevate my fitness. No, the people you can work with there, it is a great team. Make that a part of your 2024 plans. I've got a few minutes now. I moved the clock around. I won't get any angry notes from Cavino and Rich. So this text was set on Sunday, New Year's Eve, right? That was Sunday, 5.56 p.m. I was talking to my wife about it. She wrote, diet, no sugar, no desserts, no candy bars, workout four times a week until Monday, February 5th. Okay. Is that what you're doing? I haven't had any of those things yet. So, so far I'm winning. Wait, have you worked out? Well, look, the math hasn't added up yet, right? Because today's Wednesday and four times a week. So whether I'm at zero or three, the answer is no. Think of it like that. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll work out today and watch a show. You're not going to work out today. I will. What What is the God's workout consist of? Did I tell you I have a sinus infection, by the way? I'm under the weather. It just happened at the end of the last segment. I was fine until this topic came up. And now it's something in my nose about boogers. I think for me, I'm going to start easy. Maybe listen to a podcast, yeah. which if you're listening, you missed a part of the show. You can listen to LeVac and Gospel. You work out on demand on the iHeart app. Maybe I'll get a nice, nice little 30-minute cardio in today. I'm a cardio guy. I like to work my like, Yeah, but where's – like on a it. bike or – no, I'm a treadmill guy. You got a treadmill downstairs. Right. Haven't used it as a uh, thing you hang clothes Correct. on yet. Yeah. Nope. Good for you. All there. right. All right. I'm impressed. Stuff. I'm impressed. I, um, what if I worked out? Would you be even more impressed? I'll have to be like, I'll need a verification. I'm going to need, yeah. I'm going to need your, uh, your wife or your kids to tell me that it really happened. Uh, sweating that's doesn't count. Sweat, just sweating in general at night is not considered a workout. No, no, not really. Heart rate is what matters, buddy. You gotta get the heart rate moving. Come on now, you can do it. You can do it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm making some fitness changes. I just don't want to talk about them yet because it's something about being a fat guy who talks about fitness and then not, not losing weight, feels double sad. So I'll wait till I start looking good, and then I'll be like, here's what I did. So, but that's my goal. That's what I'm doing. So there, okay. So we both have goals. We, we took a couple days after the new year because yeah. we didn't want to be hacks, and here we are. There's our goals. You know what, sales team? You guys had an opportunity. It's still on the table. We are here to motivate the Capital Region, the sales team, sports fans. We're doing not for us, LeVac. It's for you listening and your right. welcome. We're givers. That's what we are. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to give you the rest of the night off, guys. I got to go do Flock U. Um, I got to make sure that nothing else is wrong in the arena before I leave. Everything is up against it. Time to run. Time to move. Time to get things done. Time to... I'm going to tell you what, I am going to chug a C4, and I'm heading over to Dutch's place. Everybody's welcome to join us. Um, my guy, Joe, who's been doing tickets all day, kicking butt. Just kicking butt. So, everybody, just, um, you know, please be patient with the Firebird season tickets. Please be patient and nice to poor Joe. Um, it's his first day, and he is kicking butt. Uh, guys, um, I would like for you to wash your hands, not touch your face. And uh, right here at Fox Sports Radio 95.9 and 980, if you could go ahead and uh, push the button.